0: Welcome to UC Today, my name's David Dungay. Today, I'm here with Paul Clark from Polly. Paul, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well, thank you. It's great to be here. Nice to meet you, David.
0: Excellent. So today, uh, we've got a number of things we want to talk about today, including some of your uh, your, your new products and launches. But before we get into that, uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself and Polly.
1: So I, I'm the Managing Director for Poly in EMEA. Uh, and Poly's uh, the world's leader in communication headsets, uh, video, desk uh, uh, and also as uh, services. And the uh, company's been in existence for uh, more than 50 years and uh, we're really leading uh, the innovation in the collaboration space.
0: Excellent. So, Paul, where should we start? So let's take a bit of a retrospective look at the last 12 months, I'm sure, Uh, possibly 12 months, uh, many of us would like to forget. But how has that been for yourself and Polly? And what kind of trends are you seeing around, um, you know, the rise of the prosumer during this time? Um, Yeah, tell us a little bit about that.
1: So the last 12 months have been phenomenal. Uh, Probably the most exciting and challenging uh, in the whole of my commercial career, um, I mean, probably no different from any other companies. Um, you, we work in the real world, and uh, and we, we experienced the um, basically the onslaught of change uh, as a result of the COVID pandemic that everyone else did. And what did that mean for us? Well, same as it meant for everyone else. You know, we closed our offices, people very rapidly had to uh, move to working from home. Uh, we have a manufacturing facility. Uh, we had to completely redesign that so that we had uh, social distancing in there. It was challenging, but what it did is we rose to the challenge. We managed to set our business up to succeed and succeed in a phenomenal way. Um, We've enabled our organization and our staff within our organization to become fully remote, not that that's the long term future because we will see ourselves back in the office at some point, but uh, just like everyone else, we are getting used to this new way of working and it's um, and it's pretty, pretty exciting. You asked about uh, prosumer. That was one of the things that, uh, as a business, uh, we experienced, um, uh, both with our customers and with ourselves, is we all became prosumers. Uh, we all became professional consumers, people who worked outside of the office, um, uh, but were using technology. And it was very, very interesting for us because um, I'd been speaking for about ten years about, you know, flexible working and you know, working outside of the office. Many, many companies. Kind of got it, but didn't think it was for them. And and um, over the last year, what we've come to realise, and um, you know, in a big big way, is it applies to everyone. So the prosumer was has, has been around for quite some time, uh, David. But very rapidly, we all moved into becoming uh, prosumers. And and it's pretty interesting in the UK, for example. About 10% of people typically would have worked from home uh, of white collar workers historically. Uh, what we're seeing is it, it ramped up dramatically uh, through last year. And and the long term impact is that behaviours have changed and there's going to be more and more prosumers out there and, and the, the um, research tells us that about 27% of people are, are going to be working uh, from home as well as uh, from the office in the future. And that, that brings up some interesting, uh, challenges for us and it, it's challenges that, um, uh, Polly have risen to because what it means is, you know, a different set of product criteria. You know the the prosumer is looking for um, devices that are plug and play, devices that are easy to use, but devices that are special to them in the way that they want to work. Uh, and I'm really delighted as we come into uh, 2021 uh, to uh, announce the launch of a range of new products uh, from Poly that really address that prosumer market. We have a range of new uh, video devices. We have the Studio P5 webcam which is a first class webcam giving outstanding video and audio Uh, quality uh, for people working uh, on the go or at home. Uh, We're also announcing the Studio P15 which is a personal video bar so imagine if you like a video bar that sits on top uh, of your monitor looking at you but it includes um, high fidelity speakers, uh, outstanding uh, camera 4k uh, and microphones so that you can uh, talk as, as if you're with Uh, the individuals at the other side uh, of the world. And then the third product uh, that we're um, uh, just about announcing is the um, uh, Studio P21, uh, which is is a personal, uh, meeting, uh, it's a personal meeting display, so 21-inch display, uh, and that has all the technology to expect from a company like uh, Polly It has the um, uh, the advanced camera, has the microphone arrays, but it also has as a monitor, it has ambient lighting uh, to put you in the best light in the conversations and your collaboration. So there's three great products that absolutely developed uh, for that uh, prosumer market, but of course. People are now uh, at home, they're no longer in the office. So how do you make sure that you've optimized your device? Well, we have a desktop application called PolyLens, which allows you as a user to optimize your device and manage that device the way that you wish to. And we also have have launched a a new service uh, called uh, Poly Plus that allows you as a user or companies to facilitate for the users the ability to have uh, um, a service level that means should your device uh, not be optimal, it can be set up to be optimal. We give support um, a twenty four seven for that. If your device should happen for every reason to play up, go faulty we'll replace it overnight as well and there's a whole load of management layer software on top of that allows you to really get the best out of your product so some some really, really great innovations uh, from poly to address that new prosumer market
0: it's uh, yeah i mean it's, it's 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 really great to see you addressing this area of the market we're, we're all sitting at home or most of us are sitting at home right now you know wondering mm. how can we optimize this situation make things a little bit more efficient or uh, more comfortable um so that's great i'm, I'm really interested though on the um on, on what this dynamic is is, is it means for us on a sort of a more of a global global business scale, I keep hearing this phrase: the uh, uh, bifurcation of internet interna- uh, internationalisation. Let's get that right. Um, tell us a little bit about that. You know what does what does that mean? What what are you seeing there?
1: Yeah, um, a really interesting question, David. I mean, I, I essentially we presumed because it was always the case that uh, travel was part of our lives um, and international travel, you know, the world was our garden and, and we could go anywhere in it that we wished. And, and of course, what we've seen through the global pandemic is that you can, and that's changed uh, how people uh, think because it's very unlikely. We're going to go back to that. Um, you know, I, I always look at travel in, in, in two, two senses. There's, there's the, Pleasure travel, the the individual travel we go and do, which is which is all about, um, you know, uh, enrichment of the the soul, enrichment of the mind and experiences. That's going to come back pretty quickly. Then there's the business travel, uh, and that's the part grown dramatically. um, And we've presumed historically that's the only way, the main way that we can do our business, physically traveling to locations. What the pandemic has shown us is, no, you don't have to do that. There's technologies available, there's business um, processes available to us that mean that we don't have to travel because despite the uh, the, the lockdowns that we're all experiencing, we're experiencing another one now uh, as a third wave, um, despite that, our businesses still continue in varying degrees to be successful and, and, and so business is now questioning do we have to travel and this is why we see that bifurcation there's going to be a new normal to business and that new normal is going to be not a presumption that we can that we should travel but that there are other things that we can do so you know, the inexorable rise of uh, the video calls um, that seem to be a part of all of our lives, both, both personal and, and, and in business, of course. Um, you know, they're going to become at the fore of what a modern business looks like. So so the, the, if you like, we've we've been nudged down this way. It's been the mother of all nudge theories where our habits have changed and they're not going to go back. We will still travel, but it won't be uh, to the same degree as historically it was.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree with that, actually. Um and so in, in terms of pain points, you know, the, the challenges businesses have or are going to have in this uh, new normal, as you put it, um, you know, where, where are they going to sit exactly in this sort of global business context?
1: So there's a lot of things that businesses have to think about now. Um, and, it, and it's not actually just about the... the um, uh the 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 covid pandemic because we will get through that you know we will all eventually either get the infection or get vaccinated against the infection uh one of the two so so we'll build up you know a form of um you know dynamic immunity to it but but there are other things that are happening uh in the world you know it's becoming more and more difficult to readily travel um you know just by way of example uh brexit separated the united kingdom from the european union you know the flow of goods the flow of people borders are being closed so that's made uh, made things uh different and and we'll all have to think about things in a different way uh, organizations have frankly got used to the drug of saved expenses by, you know, not not traveling, um, not the, the staffs not having to travel everywhere. I myself uh, run a reasonably large uh, department uh, and I've benefited from the cost savings on travel uh, and entertainment. Um, and and um, I'm looking to next year and thinking, do we need to do as much travel as we used to do? Because actually we've been relatively successful. Um, and, and I don't really want that back on my expense line. I look at my real estate and I'm thinking, you know, I've got, um, you know, lots of offices around, uh, around EMEA, people aren't using them and they're getting used not to use them. Is that the right? footprint that we need to have and then of course there's the you know um you know what used to be fringed by activists but it's absolutely you know front and center of business thinking now is what what's our uh, environmental footprint what about you know uh, the generations that follow us and what do we do what's the right thing to do so you've got those playing out uh, with the with the pandemic and the effects of the pandemic uh, as well so so essentially businesses are looking afresh at you know, how do we address all these, you know, new constraints or new pressures that exist on us? What do we do? You know, those pain points are real um, and they're looking at, well, what have we been doing in through 2020? What does that mean for 2021? And and really what, what it actually means is what we did in 2020, we're going to carry on doing a lot of uh, a lot of that as well. We're going to still be working from home we 're going to still be moving into the office a bit more than we did uh, in in two thousand and twenty, but we might be uh, a subgroup of the whole um, uh, organization going back, so we 're going to have to still collaborate with people at are home so you 're going to see the emergence of a new form of a uh, new form of working uh, we refer to it as hybrid working, and that hybrid working is going to fundamentally change the way that businesses and premises for business are are, are going to be designed because you're going to want to have your organization, irrespective of where an individual is, to be at parity in terms of their ability to contribute and collaborate. And that means we need to be thinking as business leaders about how do we set up the technology the processes and how do we support our people to be successful in that hybrid working
0: okay let's pick up on a few of those um, things you said there you know hybrid working clearly a big big trend in the market right now um by the way you're talking in terms of you know real estate and expense uh, expense travel and entertainment i mean i'm assuming you feel hybrid working is you know here to here to stay or remote work is here to stay what i mean i'm really interested what does that readjustment phase look like as we as we get back to the office, um, you know, I don't think it's going to be a line in the sand, you know, hybrid one day, office next day. I mean, what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah, it's a, I, again, a really interesting question because, um, you know, the the, the the reality is we won't all be through uh, the pandemic at the same time. Um, Businesses will um, essentially reveal themselves back to their their employees over time as you know the the amount of um, immunity builds up. Um, but but there'll be short, medium, and long-term transition. So you you can imagine uh, what's going to happen is the organisations and I can see it when I speak to to our customers are designing their environment so that. Actually, if we had a fourth wave or a fifth wave, or who knows, maybe even a sixth wave plus, um, that business continuity remains strong so so think about uh, hybrid working as a new business model where it really doesn 't depend on people being in the office to be successful as a business although we do want people to be going back to the office not everyone will be in the office at the same time and 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 we can and we can see that already where some people are going into the office some of the time but don't expect to be there all of the time that that prosumer we were talking about uh talking about earlier so so the hybrid work is something that's going to happen pretty quickly is organizations will design their environments and supply tools and equipment to their employees that enable them to be location independent in in their contribution to the business. So so I'll give you a very good example. One of the things that we're seeing is we're seeing a a rapid rise in the, um, the video enablement of meeting rooms in offices today, while people aren't there. And the reason is relatively simple, because as we move into hybrid working, we will see people going back into the office from home, but not everyone's going to be there. And if the if the meeting rooms aren't video enabled, think of it in this way, the people who are in the office will actually have a, a worse um, uh, collaboration experience than people at home, because people at home will be video enabled and they'll be able to see everyone else. But you sitting in a meeting room may not if it's not video enabled. So we're seeing a very, very um, marked shift towards how offices are being are being kitted out to enable that parity of experience from home working and office based working.
0: Yeah, of course, and, and uh, you mentioned mentioned you know business leaders and staff um, as well. There, uh, it is a completely different sort of management style. You know, how can businesses uh, go about empowering their their their, their staff and their, you know their their leaders within those businesses uh, mm-hmm. to really make all of this sort of come together and work
1: the key the key thing about um you know having remote based working is um you you're not managing presenteeism so the, the the fallacy of if someone's sitting at a desk they must be working we all know it's not true but, but it's a, but it's a but it's a mindset um and the the trip the the trick in, in this um uh, environment is People should be managed by their outputs. What do they contribute? What do they deliver? And when you manage people by output, it's very, very liberating because you no longer, actually no longer care how many hours they're working or sitting at the desk, because that's not material. What's material is what they're delivering out. And And on the whole, people are good. They want to deliver. They want to add value. They want to contribute to their companies and society. So so there's an element of um, unleashing uh, the, the individuals in an organization, and that comes through trust. Give people trust. And, and when, when we moved um, many years ago to this form of uh, dispersed collaboration, this hybrid working uh, with, within Poly, what we did was we we gave people trust upfront. You didn't have to earn the right to be able to work from home or work from another location. You know, we expected you to do a job, and you were delivering by output. Uh, and so we gave you trust. It was yours to lose. I don't remember people losing the, tr- losing the trust. They, they cherished it. So that's really, a, that's really a management technique. And everyone talks about, you know everyone who's been to business school talks about um, management by objectives. This is really the, the, the litmus test of, do you really manage by objectives, manage by the outputs? Because if you're doing that, then people no longer sitting in the office altogether isn't a problem. Because they're going to deliver anyway.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So, um, customers. I want to talk quick, very quickly about customers, uh, mm-hmm. businesses. You know, we're all making these big changes right now in the way we work. Uh, do do customers care? Do they do they appreciate the, these sort of adaptations that you know we're we're all making, or the businesses are making, and what what are they going to look for?
1: So, um, I'll give a, I'll give an example today uh, is, um, all of us over the last six months are used to calling up help lines support lines whatever um, and getting the on hold and uh, you know uh, call rates are you know unusually high and 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 you may be scratching your head thinking well." <laughs> why I'm only phoning up about my broadband, for example, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a phenomena. What what's actually been happening is those organizations are impacted by by COVID with people being ill and, and not being uh, all in a single location and so on and so forth. So do customers care? They care in that the, the, they what ultimately me as a consumer, uh, or me as a business user, I care about the experience that I get. I make judgments and value decisions based on the experience that I get. And you know, on the whole, I prefer a five-star experience to a two-star experience. So customers, customers do care, and and what what does that mean in terms of um, you know what we talk about now in the new ways of working? Um, what it means is, as a as a, a provider of service, for example, I've got to make sure my staff are available to my customers, whatever the location that they're working from. Okay, I've got to make sure that they've got the uh, the information available to them to help the customer resolve an issue for the customer or close the deal uh, for the customer. I've, I've got to make sure that they're able to connect with others and drive the action that's necessary. So customers don't really care about whether I've got, uh, I'm, I've got staff working at home or in the office, they're hybrid, they're prosumers. All they care about is, do they get serviced the way they expect to get serviced at that five-star level? Is it seamless to them? And, and if me as a business leader is delivering that, then my customers are satisfied so so yes they, they do care not about the detail they care about the experience yeah. and so it's delivering the experience that really drives uh you know customer satisfaction here
0: okay so look, looking forward 2021 mm-hmm. is ahead of us um mm-hmm. you know what, what can we expect from Polly this year uh obviously you're you know you're, you're servicing the market with a lot of tools that can uh, really impact some of these areas such as customer experience, hybrid working. Um, you know, what, what, what are we going to expect from the, uh, the, what can we expect from the Poly camp this year?
1: So from Poly this year, what you can expect is continued innovation. You know, we, we have um, the joy of, Living, living the world our customers live, um, and we demonstrated that you know through through the last year. You know we have a workforce that's um, dispersed; uh, they're working from home. Uh, they're going to be coming back into the office, so so we we understand the the issues that our customers go through, um, and you know we have a, a variety of different roles within our organisation. So we experience what the pain points are those. So if you look to what's coming up in, in the near future, uh, all the way through to the end of, uh, of uh, 2021, perhaps even beyond, continual innovation. But at the moment, you know, real focus is on how do we make sure that individuals, when they're sitting at their desk, whether it be at home or whether it be in the office, irrespective of what, what um, as a service solution are using, whether it's Microsoft Teams, whether it's Zoom, whether it's uh, many of the other uh, services that are out there, that their endpoints that they use, their video devices, their audio devices, whether it be headsets, whether it be um, uh, speaker phones, um, the service that they have puts them in a position where they can communicate with clarity. Um, and uh, in doing that, we we will be innovating bringing out new products particularly in the video space i mentioned um the um the new webcam the the, the p5 studio uh, the studio uh, p15 uh, video bar uh, the studio p21 uh, the, uh, the the new uh, personal meeting display um uh, those three products are proof points to the fact that we understand the problems uh, that people are experiencing and we're rising to the challenge by bringing out um, uh, solutions to help them.
0: Brilliant. Well, look, Paul, I think that's a great place to end today's discussion. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much. And thank you for watching. You'll be watching me, David Dungate, on UC Today. If you've liked today's discussion, please give us a like and a share on the social media. And don't forget, you can follow all the latest news around the unified communications market by using the UC News hashtag. That's it for me. I'll see you next time.